Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. reading this morning comes from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians concerning the hostility and separation that was between the Gentiles and the Jews. Therefore, remember that formerly you you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who called themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men. Remember that at that time you were separate from the Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord, and in him too are being built together to become a dwelling in which 
which God lives by his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place, but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have, he asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. And they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set them before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. The disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. We continue with our sermon hymn, hymn number 821. I bring you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Greetings from the 200 other congregations of the Northern Illinois District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and uh, 90-some schools, and you are a very important part of that fellowship. I need to say off the offset here how much I love and respect your pastor. We've had many, many phone conversations together, and uh, I meet a lot of pastors. I mean, your pastor has a pastor's heart, and he's very conscientious. So they, we all come differently. You know, every pastor's different. So thank you for the invitation. And if the sermon's too long, you can blame him because he invited me, okay? <laughs> There's a couple of things that a guest pastor always checks out. First one is to make sure that you got the microphone on. The second one, I learned this from my last congregation, is you check where the clock is, right? So I see the clock. And my former congregation had one that after a while would start going off and on, which meant wrap it up, boss, you're going on too long. Don't give them ideas, oops. Well, he used to like me, he used to be my friend. Anyhow, the uh, gospel reading this morning is our text, especially these words when Jesus said, come away by yourselves to a remote place and get some rest. And then, uh, Jesus looks at the crowd, he has compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And then Jesus says to the apostles, give them something to eat. And then at the end, they picked up 12 baskets full of pieces of bread and fish. Well, it happened in Spain, and it deals with sheep. 
Um, I love, I went to Shabans last night after we did church. I went down to Shabans for a meeting and uh, got back here. But uh, I'm a farm boy from Wisconsin and I used to milk cows when I worked really hard. But this is a story of sheep. And it happened in Spain a few years ago. And it was that somebody woke up in this small Spanish village in the middle of, in the, middle of the night about 4 a.m. or so, and I don't know if you do this, but they got up and they looked out their front window, and much to their surprise, they saw sheep walking down the middle of the street. Well, it's the middle of the night, you kind of guess whether I'm dreaming this or this is reality, and so they took another look, and there were still more sheep walking down the street. Now, what would have happened if you woke up last night in the middle of the night? You would have looked out your front window and there would be sheep walking down the street. What would you have done? Well, this person decided that you better call the police. So they called the police, their equivalent of 911 in Spain, and all of a sudden, the police are coming and in this Spanish village, imagine this, the sheep are being herded by police officers who don't know much about sheep. But there's only one problem to this story. Where's the shepherd? No, where's the shepherd? They found him a, a, a few hours later, sleeping outside the village. He had fallen asleep, and the sheep began to wander. Can you imagine the trouble he was in? Uh, the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray, and you know it's not too hard to stray off the way you should go. As a matter of fact, a pastor is a shepherd, an under-shepherd of the good shepherd. Now, when I was a little boy, I went to Sunday school, grew up, grew up just outside of Watertown, Wisconsin, went to a Lutheran grade school, much like you have here at St. Paul's, and I heard many times the gospel reading, the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with how many loaves was it? Five. What? Five. Five. And how many fish was it? Two. Two. Okay. But I never understood the connection to first part. I mean, it's really cool that Jesus can feed all those people with just a little. But there's a bigger point that he's making here. First of all, remember that Jesus takes his disciples away because they needed to get away from the demands of ministry. Every pastor benefits from getting away from the demands of ministry. Because sometimes being a pastor can be hard. Okay, so they're getting away, but the crowds say, we want more. We want more Jesus. So they find out where Jesus and the disciples are going. They find him, and Jesus again has compassion on him. And, and that's my point here, that Jesus looks at that crowd. Matthew says they are harassed and helpless. Sheep need a shepherd. And people need leaders. 
He, Jesus, has compassion on them because they need a shepherd, and they had no shepherd. They had no leadership. And what does a good shepherd do but it provides leadership? What does a good shepherd do is protect the sheep. And what a good shepherd does is provide provision for the sheep. These folks were in need. I like to remind the pastors that I get to work with that every pastor needs a pastor. You can't be your own pastor. And there have been times when I have struggled being a pastor to my own family. Every pastor needs a pastor. And every person needs a pastor. That's what Jesus is saying here. He's going to pastor them. The value of a shepherd. It's rather interesting, by the way, there's some Old Testament connotations because when Moses is ready to die and Joshua's going to take over, God says these people need a shepherd. They need some leadership or they're going to be in worse condition than with one. The danger of trying to do it alone. Pastors are God's representatives. Shepherds take care of the sheep, even at their own expense. And Jesus is called what? The good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. So Jesus has the crowd sit down, the crowd that was uninvited but showed up anyhow. And it says that he had them sit down in a remote place. But don't miss this. Please don't miss it. It's important. It's a grassy place. And this is what Mark says. This is the motto of every pastor. Mark says, he began to teach them many things. He began to teach them many things. That's Mark's way of saying it was a long sermon. <laughs> he taught them many things. And it went on so long, it's the end of the day that the disciples have a suggestion to Jesus. Cut it off, Jesus. Because it's been a long day. These people need to eat. We don't have enough money or food for them. So cut it off. Except, Jesus doesn't make it easy on the disciples. I don't know about you, but when I pray, I don't pray that Jesus makes it harder for me. I mean, did you get up this morning and say, Dear Jesus, we need more challenges in our lives. Could you make life a little tougher for us so that we can more be dependent upon me? My prayers are a little bit like, could you get rid of this problem and that problem? Could you make my life easier? Anybody here pray for a harder life? I see no hands. But I don't want you to miss the fact that Jesus challenges the disciples. They're worried, so he said, he, they said, well, Jesus, you better wrap it up. And he says, you give them something to eat. Why in the world would he say something crazy like that? Should we go, they said, and, and buy food? We have a hundred denarii, and everybody will maybe get a little bit. 
Then Jesus says to them, well, how many loaves and fish do you have? Five and two. Jesus still challenges his disciples. If he loves you, he's going to challenge you. He's going to push you beyond your comfort zone. He is going to challenge your congregation. What do we do when he challenges us? Sometimes we want to deflect. Sometimes we want to blame. We get uncomfortable. But Jesus says, what are you going to do about this? Five loaves and two fish. That's all they can come up with. That's not much. And it's not about the fish. It's about the bread. It's a picture of what happened in the Old Testament when God provided manna. And Jesus is called the true bread that came down from heaven that gives life to the world. God is going to provide with just a little. Do you ever worry when you just have a little? And you say, I need more, I want more, or we as a congregation say, we don't have enough? But notice, I would invite you to see that Jesus has five loaves and two fish to work with, and he can do it with just a little. Also note that when he takes the five loaves and two fish, what does he do? But he blesses it. He gives thanks for it. You maybe don't have everything that you want, but are you able to give thanks for what you have received? Maybe St. Paul's doesn't have everything that you want, but is St. Paul, a congregation, able to give thanks for what you have received? Part of a joy-filled life is that you can give thanks for what you have been given by God. The good news is that you are not responsible for what you have not been given. You are only responsible for what you have been given, and take a look at what you have been given. God's not cheap. God has not forgotten about you. Lift up what you have as we teach our children and give thanks for his generosity and know what God can do with a little. You'll remember that it was a little boy who has the five loaves and two fish, right? And he offers them to Jesus. So they got the five loaves and two fish. Jesus blesses it. He has the people sit down on the green grass. Green grass. I noticed you have green grass. A month ago, up where I live in Belvedere, it was dry grass. They have green grass, and he feeds them. It reminds me of something a pastor uses a lot. A shepherd and sheep, a shepherd provided, 
How many times have you said these words? The Lord is my shepherd. If he's the shepherd, I'm the sheep. You're the sheep. He's leading your following. He's providing. He's protecting. He's going to give his life for his sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is going to provide. Everything he needs, he will provide. Some of it he's given to you and me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down where? In green pastures. Do you know where these people are sitting? They're sitting in green grass. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is connecting himself with God in the Old Testament. He is God in the flesh. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Literally in the Hebrew means he restores my life. Where there was death, he gives life. Where there is hopelessness, he gives hope. He restores your life as he will this morning in word and sacrament. His gospel is restoring you from the inside out. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we walk right through it, but Jesus walks through the valley of the shadow of death with you. You don't go around, you don't go over, you don't go under, you go through it. And Jesus went this way for you. I will fear no evil, because like a good shepherd, he shows up. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Why do they comfort me? Because they protect me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You got any enemies? <laughs> How come they're your enemies? Is it because of them? Or because of you? Maybe you even got somebody that's sitting on the other side of the church you don't care for too much. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The Apostle Paul is going to say that your real enemies don't have flesh and blood. Your real enemy is the devil. Your real enemy is your sinful nature. Your real enemy is death without Jesus. But he's chosen you to sit at his table just like they in this story sat around in table groups partaking of what Jesus, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What's the next line? My cup overflows. Does that bother anybody here? Any other Germans? My cup overflows? Because I was taught you don't waste, right? <laughs> and I was taught that you clean up your plate, right? Much to my chagrin as I grow older. My cup overflows. God's not cheap. He's not a God of scarcity. He's a God of abundance. He may not have given you everything you want, but he has given you everything you need, and he has given you even more than you need. Why? Because you sit at his table. Because he is your friend. Your cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall 
but it's really not follow. The Hebrew would say, he pursues you. He's pursuing you. He pursued you when you weren't pursuing him. When you were running away from God, maybe even in the church, he was pursuing you with goodness and mercy. What? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Everything from that psalm is fulfilled in Jesus. And you are Jesus' people. Now, they had five loaves and two fish. Does anybody remember how many baskets full are left over at the end? Well, when I was a young pastor, one of my mentors told me this. You want to know plus why there's 12 baskets left? For every preacher who thought it couldn't be done. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you ever thought it can't be done? But it can. It can. And it will. For you. One person can bring redemption to the world, and one person can pay for every one of your sins. Your guilt is gone, your shame is taken by him. One person can lay in the grave, and one person can rise from the dead. One person can be King of kings and Lord of lords for you. Well, isn't that a nice story, boss? Jesus fed the 5,000. Jesus gave his life on the cross. Jesus rose again. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. It's all history. Tell me something that Jesus is doing today. That's the life of the church. He's still doing it. He's still providing. He's still seeking out the lost. He's still giving you a second chance. The gospel isn't just what Jesus has done. St. Paul's, it is the gospel of what Jesus is doing even here this morning. You are a bright spot in this community. You are a congregation unlike any other congregation. You have a high and holy calling given to you by Jesus. This is your time to be the church. Follow the shepherd. Listen to the shepherd's voice. Don't be timid. Trust what he can do with five loaves and two fish, and trust what he can do with a little piece of bread and a sip of wine. Trust him. Surrender your five loaves and two fish, and be amazed. So thank you for the partnership we have. Thank you for putting a clock up there that I forgot to look at. <laughs> Thank you for caring about your sister congregations. We value you. I value you. And him. And I know you're looking for another pastor, and I know that you're calling a principal too. But in spite of it, keep up the good work. Keep your focus on Jesus and rejoice 
what Jesus can do with a little. Whoops. So if you're interested in finding out more, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few of these that will be available back to tell our story together. But uh, most of all, God bless you, St. Paul. I'm proud to be here today to share this ministry with you. And I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know a lot of what's going on here in St. Paul. But you know what we do know? The shepherd. And the shepherd knows you. He does. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Please stand as we confess our faith. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.